Hey guys, before we get started this week, we wanted to let you know we have t-shirts for sale. Mm -hmm. If you like our podcast artwork, just the artwork without the name of the show, and you wanted that on your chest, that's a thing that you can get now. Yes. It's free with the $20 tier of Patreon, or you can just go on over to our website, noonecanknowaboutthis.com or nocappodcast.com, and there's a hard-to-see link that says t-shirts for sale. (laughs) We don't have much control over the website design right now, but... You'll notice it, or just go over to Etsy.com and search NoCat. That's N-O-C-K-A-T. You'll find the t-shirt. You'll recognize the image. You're going to look great, too. You're going to look great. (laughs) And with that, let's start the show. So you were telling me about, you used to ask me what I was doing in the womb? What? Yeah, I remember when we lived in. How old was I when well, you were that's asking a good, this question? Well, that's I was just trying to figure that out. We even got questions about the question. Right, I, I do recall being in the house on Cobbler Lane, which we moved into when I was pregnant with you, mm-hmm. and we moved out of when you were in the fourth grade. Right, right. Okay? And it was probably some time before you started grade school. So I would say as like a preschooler. Okay. And we would be having the conversation about, you know, where babies come, whatever, and then you you were had been in my belly at one time. Okay. And I said, this well, is what how we you were t- introducing me to the subject? No, 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 no. It's not like we were talking about the subject, not necessarily. <laughs> okay. No, we okay. weren't talking about the subject, but it, it was the kind of thing that where we discussed how ba- you know, a baby in a, in in a mother's belly. Uh-huh. And I said, well, what were you, you know, what do you think you were doing in the belly? What do I think and, I was doing? Yes, and you said, I was playing video games. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so then we would laugh about, oh, you were playing video games. You know. Did you ever ask, like, what game was I playing? You know, that part I don't recall, honestly. I don't recall. But, you know, I, I don't think it was Final Fantasy. Or, no. But, but it might have been one of those either. other ones, like Guardian Leg- Legend. Right, Guardian Legend, or <laughs> Legend, one, yes, as I or, or that it. other one with the, with the punching, you know, what was punch that? Punch-Out, yeah. Punch-Out. I Remember played the, a lot of Punch-Out. When you finally, when you finally beat Bald Bull, yes. it was cause for celebration in the household. I still <laughs> think about that day. Right, right. I remember we went around, oh my God, Jeff beat Bald Bull. It would, and just for the audience, that's the second time that you've beat Bald Bull. Not the first. What do you mean by that? You fight him twice and he's harder the second time around. Uh, For people who have played that game, they're going to be like, wow, the second time. I remember the characters. There was <laughs> Soda Popinski. Soda Popinski. Yeah. And the, so- la- the last one was like Glass Joe or something. Glass Joe was the first one. Oh, was that the first he was one? the easiest oh, one because okay. he had a glass jaw. Well, who was the last one? Uh, well, there was Mr. Dream in the version that we had, which was originally Mike Tyson, but in the version that you had bought for me, Mike Tyson had gone to jail, so they stripped him out of the game. <laughs> Is that right? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> so what so they I had fought the- somebody named Mr. Dream, who's a white guy that looked exactly like Mike Tyson. <laughs> It wasn't really high high quality video. This stuff. No, they were very low resolution graphics. <laughs> but yeah, the the other thing that you were saying about what what I was doing as a kid was I would when we would go to the arcade I would run up to you and I would use the phrase let me just waste one more. Oh yes, quarter. yes. We would always say let's get out of here. Can, can, no, no, no. I need to waste one more quarter. You need <laughs> to waste. It was kid, very, it was very appropriate. The, the term for waste. <laughs> well, it was a very appropriate because that was exactly what you were doing. Well, that's wasting. how you saw it. Right, you were wasting another quarter, and yeah. it was all quarters that you had to give. Well, them. now it's only time that we're wasting. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Hopefully, only the time and not the quarters. I guess so. I Is know. it more or less valuable? Quarters are less valuable time. <laughs> than time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski. And here we go, season three, episode six. We're back. We're, we're back up and running. It's, it's book three. It's book three. Chapter sh- six. Chapter six. You're right. Where we left off last week was the same point that we left off the week before. Yeah, we're finally caught back up. I I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you didn't, rest assured, we're back up to speed and doing normal episodes again. It's going to be the normal show going forward. (laughs) So yeah, Cyan is on his way to see if his kids have died. (laughs) Spoiler, they have. (laughs) He doesn't have his sprint shoes on, which is the problem. Right. So his king is poisoned. Everybody in this entire castle except for him is poisoned. Inexplicably, He's the sole survivor. And he's running like, my family, what about them? Yeah, and we still have yet to find out what's become of Terra and other guy, Bannon. Yeah, we're in the middle of that choose your own adventure chapter, Mm -hmm. and we still haven't done the third adventure. Yep, that's about it. Well, without any further ado, (laughs) let's let's do it. Yeah. And away we go. (laughs) Yeah. Looking for survivors in the castle. We're back. We are back. We are playing Final Fantasy VI again. We are walking around a castle. Yeah, it's we got plenty of time left in the day. Yeah, it didn't take that long at all. So Cyan reaches his family's room and discovers his wife and child. It's a horrifying scene. I Yeah, I don't want to undersell this because it is totally horrific what he's walked into. But also keep in mind that these are like little 8-bit puppets playing out mm-hmm. this horror. And it's so, sort of hard for me to take them seriously. Well, but... The- <laughs> It is really fucked up, though. <laughs> it is. It is. It's really bad. Elaine. Elaine. Elaine, w- wake up! This can't be happening! Exclamation part! Oh, Wayne. Oh, Wayne. Not you too. Wait. Wait. Elaine and Owain. Elaine and Owain. Okay. You can't both leave me. Wait. So these are Cyan's kids. Yeah. Maybe his wife, too. I don't know. Both of them are dying. Yeah, his family's dead right here. They drank the poison. Mm -hmm. That's pretty... That's a fucked up scene. I am Cyan, retainer to King Doma. I am your worst nightmare. Yeah, Cyan runs out of the castle like, I'll fight everybody. Everybody's dying. Yeah, he's in like berserker rage mode from the, from the trauma he's just experienced. And he also happens to like run into two sympathetic people who are ready to fuck shit up, Sabine and Shadow, who are, are somehow right there. We're right there. They're right there. <laughs> Which is, in the last episode, if you missed this, Sabine and Shadow, the last time we saw them, were hiding behind a box, like a continent away. Right. Like, that military base is, like, way the fuck on the other side of, right. this, of this continent. Sabine, oh, Sabine walks is up here. on this scene and is like, fuck you. Walked up on this, Sabine. May Thank I give you, you a hand? <laughs> Thank you, whomever you are. Good old-fashioned, you killed my family, Rampage. Mm-hmm. Now let's scram. Yeah. But what of my home, my family... My friends? They're all dead. I have a great idea. Come over here. Oh yeah, baby. We're gonna hop in some mechs. What, Sir Sabina, what on earth are these? Sir Sabina, how might these abominations be manipulated? Oh, Sir Sabina, 
It is I who is in your debt. Forget it. God, it's so terrible. I know, the, the dialogue. dialogue. <laughs> I want to keep in mind, this is a continuation of the never-ending cutscene that we've now watched twice. I know. It's like it doesn't end. It's so long. <laughs> There's so many crappy pieces of dialogue of like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and meanwhile, Shadow is just watching this play out. <laughs> he has like nothing to say. And I feel, I, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like pretty much after this is over, he's like, I don't want to hang out with these guys. <laughs> yeah. And he takes off. <laughs> He's like, this is not the crowd that I want to be associated with. The cyan guy, like a joke they lean into that never worked for me is that like cyan speaks formally. Yeah. And it's. He says (laughs) sir a lot. And he says thou. And he says thou. That becomes the main thing is that he says thou. And I'm always like, oh, it's just not. Yeah, I mean, luckily, this long, awful cutscene ends and leads to, like, one of the best parts of the game, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, You've we're all vile. got Magitech. Yeah, oh, shit, man. So Cyan and Sabine and Shadow, like, steal some mech suits, and they go fucking ham on all of these Magitech dudes. <laughs> yeah, they're going ham. In the heart as a motherfucker parlance. Exactly. Wait a minute. I'm going whole hog. Holy shit. See? That's a thing, right? Yeah, wait a minute. And the variation, the clever variation would be going ham. Going ham. And going whole hog certainly means going going hard as a motherfucker. Exactly. Shit. I feel like we just had the double breakthrough that like explains. Right, but we have so many we options. Have theories. It's like a multiple we have, there's choice. a lot of theories. Yeah, there's but a lot of like theories. we don't have any the term whole hog was likely first recorded in Cowper's poem, The Love of the World Reproved. A poem teasing Muslims about suggested ambiguity about their religious prohibition on eating pork. Dude, what? By 1830, the phrase had become popular across America, being used in newspapers and political campaigns. At this time, it migrated across to Britain, where the phrase was adopted. To go whole so- hog is to do something as entirely or completely as possible, to reserve or hold back nothing, to go all out, to pull out all the stops. That has to be it, right? See also, all the way, full throttle, totus totus porcus? Totus porcus. I like that, the whole nine yards. Going ham. I don't see it in the all going also because going ham doesn't seem to have its own wiktionary page. Fuck, man. Well, if it doesn't have its own wiktionary, how can we even be certain that it's a proper phrase? There's no way to know. I know. There's no good sources for us to look into. (laughs) Fucking wiktionary. I think we're on to something here, man. Yeah, I do too. This feels like the most solid lead yet. Yes. Well, this is the most solid lead other than just being like, it was an acronym that came about in the... Yeah, that isn't like a a loose suggestion. Say, how do we get to Nersh from here? <laughs> Nersh, eh? Nersh, eh? Only one route, through the forest to the south. It would be weird to me at this point now if going ham evolved totally separate of going whole hog, but still was good. That would be even right? crazy. That would be the weird, that would be... Like, the, the fact that both of those exist and are separate from each other? What the fuck is this? Okay, so this is the castle that got attacked. 
The ge- the geography mm-hmm. here is kind of nuts. Like the castle that got attacked is way down here. Okay. The bridge where we had all of that adventure right. is way the fuck up here. Oh, like th- that's this area. I know I haven't shut up about the geography <laughs> in the in the voiceover here, but like there's another bridge that's closer to the castle, and the one that all of this cutscene took place at is like the further, the further away, away bridge. bridge. <laughs> Whoa. Like where Sabine and Ninja were was up here. Uh-huh. I guess that after his village was poisoned, he was like, "I'm going to that camp," and he walked up there and fucked him up, and that's where we met up. He was. On it a seemed like he, it rampage. seemed like he just left his house though. Like also the way the river is, is the river goes by the castle kind of, but right. the castle is really next to the ocean. Right. Right. Like so, more than likely, the result of the poison would be people going like, "There's a lot of dead fish at the beach today." <laughs> like I <laughs> yeah, don't think exactly. I don't think that people would be like maybe there's a red tide it would be one thing if the castle were like in the middle of a river land or like something but it's like no. it's sort of near a river yeah yeah so the idea that poisoning the river mostly affects the castle it's got to have affected the entire ecosystem yeah surrounding that whole that. area must be fucked <laughs> i was getting like warmer 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 and now i'm getting colder where it's like going whole hog over a spanish ham my job here is over. Oh, Shadow's leaving us. Shit. Well, he, can we pay him to stay? He likes money. He's I earned, earned his my fee. fee. Is he taking some of our money? Ta-ta. Shadow. Yeah. We couldn't even watch him go because he was invisible already. He comes and goes like the wind. He does come and go like the wind. Just he like... plays by nobody's rules but his own. I know. Not even the cider house He's like, just so you know, I'm going to leave if I feel like it. He did warn us right up front, Mm -hmm. and he felt like it. It's like, you know how sometimes the wind is chilling with you for a while, Mm -hmm. and then the wind leaves? (laughs) Yeah, he's just like the wind. The wind says, bye, I'm taking off. Exactly like the wind. the wind wind is gone. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe he's more like a hurricane in that way. Yeah, that's... Like the wind came, and then it blew out. um, a, A bumblebee. Or, yeah. He comes and goes like a bug. He comes and goes like a bug. <laughs> Bummer, I was hoping to see him again in this game at some point, but I guess, like, that's it. He's gone. He's like the wind. So we enter a forest, which works a little bit differently from the rest of the game in that it's like a side-scrolling section, almost like a Mario. Yeah, except it's done just for aesthetics. It's really right. cool. It's like, you're going to walk from A to B anyway. Right. So it doesn't need to be like a top-down <laughs> thing here. So you're kind of like looking through the trees. Right. Yeah, we're on our way to Narch, but the only way through is through the woods. And you never know what you're going to find in the woods. Look at this. This is cool. It's like sideways. You know, it's not like this a top-down. really... They're doing everything that you can do in this uh, with this system. Look at this. Really push it. Whoa! Recovery spring. And you like come upon like a pond that has like reflected trees in it, and you mm-hmm. can see the sun glinting off of it. It's, which is this is not normally my thing, but it's worth describing, especially for people who are nostalgic about this game. Of like, yeah, this game has some like really beautiful imagery, yeah, aesthetically pleasing moments in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the mirror effect is really yeah, beautiful. It's really nice. I found a train. What the fuck? A train's there. But I thought Doma's railway had been destroyed. So they come upon a train station in the woods. In the woods. Cyan says that it may be the old Doma train that he thought was destroyed by the Empire, 
which it's unclear when that would have happened or where the train tracks are for the Doma thing. The thing that's weird about it is to be like, this might be this train I'm familiar with. Right. You're not going to be like surprised by a train, you know, showing up somewhere you don't expect it. Exactly. It's on rails. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) my feeling on it is he either should know that this is that train. It's weird to see a train and go like, I might know the train. I might know this train. Yeah. But Sabine is like, there might be survivors on it. Let's go check it out. Mm -hmm. So he walks on the train and Cyan's like, no, don't. And then the train starts moving and they're like, shit, we're on a weird train. Yeah, yeah. Before they can even figure out why exactly they got on board, the train is going the tr- anyway, And they're so on they're, board. They're stuck. <laughs> exactly. It's moving. If we don't get off now, we won't ever be able to explore the rest of that place. Should I have explored more of that? No. This is the Phantom Train. It carries the departed to the other side. It was just here? Yeah. Just chilling here? Like the train the to the Phantom afterlife? Forest. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about this. The fact that this is just there in the woods is absolutely insane to me. I mean, uh, on the sake of the game, I think it appeared near Doma Castle because, you know... The death world was like, oh, we got a whole load to pick up at Doma. I see. So we got to pull up outside (laughs) of there. We're going to have to bring the whole train. One Grim Reaper is not going to do. Usually it's a carriage. We need need mass transit to the underworld. (laughs) Wait a sec. I don't want to go there. I also like Sabine's reaction to this because it makes me want like a Ernest goes to hell. Of like (laughs) a goofy guy being like, well, I don't want to go to the underworld. (laughs) 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 Ernest like getting branded by a demon and just him going like there's people being like torn apart in front of him and he's like (laughs) we all have to go there sometime I have things to do here we have to stop this thing let's make for the engine Sabine's like wait I don't want to get on a train that just kills me that takes me to to death and world. And is like, are you sure? I mean, it might be all right. I mean, we all got to go eventually. <laughs> but yeah, Sabine's not having it. And so the plan now is stop the train. Which they the first guy they run into who like works on the train, I guess. Yeah, who's called the impresario, which what? is extra weird for reasons. Yeah, but he immediately just tells them how to stop the train. This would be like if you got onto like a subway here in our world. Right. And like someone who like works for the Metro Transit was like, hey, you want to sabotage the train? <laughs> yeah. Here's specific detailed instructions on how to do it. want to stop the train, just use the controls in the engineer's department. But who would ever want to do such a thing? Mm-hmm. Wait, are we going to Monsterland? Maybe? Uh, I'm going to go hang out in a cool other world where we can like come back more powerful? I don't know. Yeah, you do. You're right, I do. (laughs) So in this room with the impresario, there's like some time schedules for the train, which is all empty because the ghosts don't need time anymore. Which I guess is a funny joke that they keep blank schedules around. Right, but there's also a switch in the room. And there's a really weird interaction where like Sabine goes to pull it and then Cyan's like, what are you doing? And Sabine's like... What do you mean, what am I doing? Yeah, it's a useless switch, and all we could surmise is that this is like an example switch. Right. So that you know what a switch looks like later. Right. And they make a big deal of like, that's a switch. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't fumble with that. You're not scared, are you? What is happening right now? They flipped the switch? dare you? What the fuck was... What just happened? 
I don't know. So there's ghosts walking around on the train, and we go to talk to one, and it's like, do you want to come with us? And you can bring the ghosts with you. And then there's ghosts in your party. Yeah, who would have thought there's ghosts on the ghost train? What do you know? But the the real takeaway is that the ghosts have variable reactions to being spoken to. Exactly. <laughs> the first one will come with you and be a part of your party. Seems to want to come with us. Bring the sure. ghost along? Are we going to have to eventually give up the ghost? <laughs> oh, I can't get up there. Oh, shit! Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, boy. So if you can't tell, our food just arrived and Haley lost her shit at the knock. How's it going? Perfect. Well, the food's here. Yep. Luckily, we have that save point. So I know he said we weren't starting the game over anymore, but the whole system got pulled off the table and the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> We're starting back over on the train. Whoa, boy. <laughs> you need to be more careful with wires, Haley. She, like, took that controller yeah, for a ride. <laughs> she really took off there. Well, yeah, we're going to have to reset it, but, you know. Should I turn it off? Yeah, I guess. What did I order? Oh, this is a banana. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, if you listened to last episode, you heard us ordering some fried banana stuff that well, was from we this Well, we ordered Thai food. <laughs> we ordered Thai food. And one of the desserts was like a dumpling that was filled with banana, and it was like a dessert dumpling. It, yeah, it's a deep-fried mushed banana. It's great. It's it pretty good. I, it was better than bananas. You dip it in chocolate. Definitely an improvement on the banana. Mmm. That's how you banana. That's what you do with a banana. You don't make it red. Wow. It's really fucking good. That is super tasty. Oh, damn. Gotta fuel up. Anyway, we eat and we get back to the game and we start talking to more ghosts. Yeah. I'm gonna talk to one of them. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, this one ghost is a shop. Yeah, most of the ghosts fight you when you talk to them, but this one guy is a store. Which begs the question, was this ghost a merchant in life? Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Like, is he like, I've got to sell it all before I go to the afterlife He's because like, I can't take it with me, but I can do it on the train in ghost form. One last big sale. <laughs> <laughs> Everything must go. We do have a lot of gold. And we need a lot of potions and mm -hmm. tonics. This is great. We step outside onto the balcony of the train. Yeah, what, what is this? <laughs> what it's do you like call this? this. You know, I don't know that I've ever actually seen a real train that's like this. I guess it's like back when trains went slow enough but that they even could then, be built like when, this. No, they would have like a back and a front. But this is as though there's. It's like a boat where there's right. there's the main cabin in the middle, and then there's like a walkway all around the outside of it. Yeah, it's like the Staten Island it, ferry. Exactly, it's like that. <laughs> but it, a like, train instead of having just like the place on the back and the front where you can stand outside. Right for like your whistle stop. Tour. Yeah, you could walk around outside on the train, which seems awesome. But so we step outside and all the ghosts start converging on us saying, no escape, no escape. No escape. All right, we got a bunch of no escape ghosts. They're escape ghosts. Yeah, bring it on, escape ghosts. No escape. They're, Whoa. Oh, they're, they're coming from all angles. No escape. Except for up the ladder. This way too, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. You can't escape. We're ghosts. 
You can't go above us. We we will float. Also, nowhere we can use ladders. Run. Nowhere to hide. Bloody persistent. Bloody persistent, eh? Yeah, we gotta do a Cockney accent. So the ghosts, like, chase us onto the roof of the train. Mm-hmm. I guess they want to catch us? It's, a, it's sort well, of... Well, they say there's no escape. I think they're trying to stop us from getting to the front of the train. And oh, stopping the okay, train. you're right. Yeah, that's what they're doing. But we're up on, on the top, and Sabine's like, I remember my training. Which, to be fair, if you were dead and you were on the ghost train to the next world and somebody who was not dead is trying to stop your train. Oh, I would be like, this guy is is not happening. This is not happening. This guy's going to die. Yeah. But instead, he jumps from roof of train car to roof of train car because he's using his training. So he was training on trains. Yahoo. Boom. That's one hell of a fucking jump this guy's capable of. Oh, he slipped and fell. After Sabine jumps a few cars forward, escapes the no escape ghosts, he falls off the train onto the balcony and walks back in, (laughs) and there's a save spot and a switch, and we're like, oh, the switch. Yeah. That's what that thing was. He's like, don't touch the switch. Switches are things you can touch. (laughs) I think that's the point of that interaction. Oh, wait, hold on. I think we can't follow us now. So we pull the switch, which, like, releases the back cars. So I guess all of those ghosts and dead souls are just going to be stuck in the woods. They're stuck in the woods forever. another train... Crashes into them? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Like, because I assume a new phantom train will appear in those woods. Right. Or near wherever the next major deaths are. Yeah, I mean, these woods are now going to be haunted. The train is, at some point in this game, they're going to need a train that is the length of the world. Like, (laughs) they're going to need a bigger train. Yeah, I can't believe that the death train doesn't come back. I know. Boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. So we keep moving up the train and we walk into the dining car. Mm-hmm. Ooh, dining car. I want to sit at this table. We sit down at the loneliest <laughs> table and order food from ghosts. And it works. They su- <laughs> they come and serve us. <laughs> food, food, bring me everything you got. <laughs> Is he just entertaining himself right now? Oh my god, a ghost came and brought him a sweet meal. Uh, are you going to be okay if you eat this? The ghost dinner? Yeah, I wouldn't eat the ghost dinner. Can't wage war on an empty stomach. Gobble. Snarf. Slap. Clear the table. Ghost is professional. Wait a minute. Does he look like a waiter? That's Kefka <laughs> in ghost form. I know he's... I know it. Well, I've stuffed that all I can. Let's go. Wow. But who comes to a dinner like that and eats, eats alone? Like, these are sad tables. <laughs> That's a cool couch. So we find, like, a state room that has a box in it. And yeah. when we open the box, a man drops down from the ceiling, and his name is either Siegfried well, or what? Siegfried. Whoa. Stop, Stop where you are. I am Siegfried, the world's greatest swordsman. That treasure chest is mine. What do you mean by swordsman? I mean, if you guys thought this ghost train adventure was getting all over the place. (laughs) Now there's this guy. Allow me to introduce my blade. Oh, boy. Oh, Siegfried. His name is different. He was Siegfried before. So at this point, we believe that there's a typo. Earlier, it called him Siegfried with a Z. Here in the battle, it calls him Siegfried with Mm -hmm. an S. And we just chalk this up to weird translation mistake. But there's actually maybe something to this. Well, this is a character that will appear again. 
a couple times. Right. And has a story that never is fully clear that we like thought we had ideas about, but it turns out no. It's it's like the appendix of this game or something. It's right. like this vestigial thing. It seems like it was going to be a story and that yeah, and that they cut basically all of it, but there's but still they left these cutscenes. They left a couple they of cutscenes. They left cutscenes cut in the game. <laughs> like this cutscene doesn't mean anything. This ever. is the most baffling <laughs> little storyline in the entire game to me. So we'll check back in with Siegfried. Uh, he's asking me if we've already given up. I'm going to try to possess him. <laughs> uh, never mind. I didn't get to input a thing. Yeah, Siegfried's all talk. We take him down in a second. Mm-hmm. So he's a joke. What a bag of wind. Now he's spelling Siegfried. The... Great, yeah, it was Siegfried, though. <laughs> <laughs> they caught the mistake, and then, I don't know. It's a big train. Impresario. Want to stop the train? Just use the controls in the engineer's compartment. Is he just telling everybody? Like, that's not what the train guy should tell me. This must be the last car. Or the engineer's compartment. Or the oh, save point, the before, save the engineer's point before the engineer's compartment. Every train's got one. Yep. So we finally make it to the engineer's room, yep. which has three switches in it. Mm-hmm. But what order should we push them in? Or luckily, does it matter? Luckily, there's an instruction manual right next to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be like, do it in a certain order. Shut the first and third. And operate the switch outside near the smoke stand. Okay, so. so... Oh, shit. Look at this. is just straight cool. Yeah, we, like, prime the engine to be stopped by flipping the <laughs> yeah, right switches. Yeah, we do the inverse priming, right? <laughs> like we, we deflate that little pump. Right. And then we walk out onto like the very front of the train, mm-hmm. like the Thomas part of the train. The engine part. The face part. Yeah, the engine part. <laughs> Thank you. The, Thomas the part. The machinery part that drives it. The Thomas part. Yeah, exactly. As we all call it. Press the switch, and this train to the undead land will come to a... All, all it takes is just hitting the button. Mm-hmm. And then Thomas gets real mad. And then, yeah, and then you gotta fight the Thomas. <laughs> so, you've been slowing my progress. The train is talking to us. The train us. is talking. We're gonna fight the train, because the train doesn't want to stop. No. Because it's a train to the underworld. It's throwing wheels at us. So we beat Thomas, it comes to a stop, and we get off at like at another train station. Yeah. <laughs> which is not the in the undead world. It's like back in the woods, right? Yeah, yeah, no, we're still in the woods. And then the train, like, heads back off again mm-hmm. with its ghosts on it, right? Yeah. It's we almost like we it just, like, we just a con- circle and dropped us back off and then left. And it's also like we convinced it to stop for a second to let us off. Like, it wasn't like fighting it stopped the train. It didn't break the train. It didn't break the train. The train was just like, okay, you can get off. You beat me. Maybe this is the afterlife, a train that goes in a circle in the woods. Oh, and just the whole Maybe thing that's is the, whole the train. Thing. And so... <laughs> You're like, we're going to the afterlife. Yeah. And it just, like, goes. This was fun. A fun little train ride. Yeah, nice little diversion. Who are these people getting on the phantom train? Dude, this part is just fucked. Yeah, that, that can't be good. No, not my family. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Elaine, Elaine. So we get off, and then the train starts moving again, and Cyan's like, my family. Yeah, and so after all of that goofy train shit, you see Cyan, like, literally watch the the spirits of his family leave him forever. Right. <laughs> and Sabine's like, ah, oh, we gotta go to Narsh. <laughs> I thought I would never see you again. Are you guys okay? Is that your wife and child? While he flaps like a bird. Yeah, he did. Uh, Departing? 
As the train's pulling away, Cyan is like running alongside on the platform, like waving to his family as they're like, we'll see you soon. And it's like, <laughs> he's like, no, what, no, don't go. Yeah. Get off. Get off the train. Quick. Jump. Jump. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Wait, what are you doing? My love, you made me so happy. Dad, I'll make sure mom's all right. Kid still doesn't know what death is. Man. Someday I'll take that train myself. <laughs> Like, why didn't he... But not while I have revenge in my heart. Like, why didn't he go fucking hop on it with them and go hang with his family wherever it's going? Because he doesn't want to be dead. Where are we going? Down. South. Beep boop beep boop. Baron Falls. So we leave the forest and walk up to, like, this lookout over, like, the ultimate Niagara Falls kind of thing. It is the most intense Niagara Falls that you've ever seen. We haven't been up here, right? No, we haven't. If we can slip through the veldt, we can reach the town of Mobliz. Mobliz? <laughs> Mobliz, to the east. Why not? Yeah. We're going to jump off of a cliff? Why not? I mean, there's a... Whoa! <laughs> Apparently, the way forward towards Narsh is to jump off of this. That's, the, that's like their idea. Is They're like, well, I'm glad we ended up getting off of the ghost train. Bummer about your family. Right. Let's jump off of this waterfall. This fucking waterfall. <laughs> It's like, I read a while ago about all these people who, like, in the early 1900s <laughs> oh. had this plan of, like, w- what if we went over Niagara Falls in a barrel? Yeah, like early evil Knievels who in- were like, I ride barrels over waterfalls. And most of these people died. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the ones that didn't would, like, tour the world with their barrel that was mm-hmm. all, like, busted up that they survived in. And they'd be like, that's the barrel I went over Niagara Falls with. And they would make money that way. Well, I feel like, isn't this a thing? There was at least one guy who would go to towns and ride his barrel over their waterfall. And, like, Niagara <laughs> Falls was, like, the ultimate. Right. <laughs> and he just kept there was touring a, around doing There was a guy rides. in the 90s who kayaked over it. And he was so... He instantly died. And he was so sure that he would make it that he had like reservations downstream at a restaurant that he was gonna like go why to. would you think you were gonna make it no i don't understand I don't <laughs> whoa that's a ballsy move what we're fighting we're fighting piranha in a waterfall as we go down yeah <laughs> yeah in the rapids of falling down is piranha I mean, this is what those kayakers are never ready for. It's like the the, the battles on the way down the falls. (laughs) That's why they stay in a barrel. Yeah. Nobody can get at them. Yeah, you got to protect yourself, because otherwise, even if you do make it down, you might just, like, expire on your way to shore. See, the fish are out of the barrel, and Mm -hmm. you're in the barrel, so it's the opposite of fish in a barrel. The the key is to keep the fish out of the barrel. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, this fall is going on for quite a <laughs> like while. You shouldn't have jumped off of this. We're <laughs> not going to be okay. Yeah, when we get to the bottom. The feeling that you get because these battles take so long is that you're just falling. This fall forever takes them minutes. Probably like eight or nine minutes, right? To fall down a waterfall <laughs> yeah. like this. What the fuck? Am I doing something wrong? No, I, th- I think it's okay. It's just taking this long? Oh, oh. it looks like a boss piranha. Rizzo at least boss. a different color. Yeah. He's got a different name. He casts magic. He's a magic piranha. Everybody, lots of things seem to have magic. Yeah, I mean, they were, yeah, they were saying, like, we haven't seen magic ever, and there's a fish that's Just doing, doing this. That's doing yeah. this. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Baby. Oh, fuck. You got very lucky there. Wow. <laughs> 
we barely survive this magic fish. Right. And we land at the bottom of the falls. That was Cyan's plan all along. He's like, well, I know another way to catch this train. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting my ticket one way or another. Sabine's like, so we're going to Narsh? And Cyan's like, yeah, sure. Narsh. (laughs) And jumps off the cliff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sabine was just like, sweet, let's go. We're going to Narsh in our minds. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's that's right. Going to Narsh. Who just found us? Who's this guy again? We haven't met this guy. Okay. So we wash up on like the edge of a river and we're found by like a weird child. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He's draped in monster hides, eyes shining with intelligence, a youth surviving against all odds. Another youth, huh? Another youth. Gow! His eyes are shining with intelligence relative to other animals. Yeah, they're describing him as though it's like you saw like some kind of monkey or something, right. and you're like, that monkey seems like there's something behind his eyes. But he's a person. He's a he's, he's yeah, a real. You, per- he's you look a- at him, and you're not. You're like, this is a kid. <laughs> this is a kid <laughs> person. Yeah, shining with intelligence. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. Shirtless. Shirtless. Green hair. That isn't green when you're not in the menu. He's blonde. Here. And you are embarrassed. So this kid runs off, and we go to, like, chase him off into the veldt, and I forgot that... You were extremely injured from your fall off the waterfall. Right. You weren't ready to just go out and get dinner. I forgot about that. (laughs) And I run into some soldiers who have migrated to this field. What are you guys doing here? Oh, boy. Oh, shit. (laughs) I can't! Oh, fuck! Oh, I haven't saved in a long time. Oh my god damn it! Fuck me! I forgot. God damn it. I didn't heal as soon as I fucking walked out of that waterfall. Fuck. Rough. Oh, that Real rough. sucks. So here we are back on the train. Luckily, we they had that save point at the engineer before the engineer's room. Right, the so save point not, that all trains have. You don't have to do the whole train again, but still, <laughs> real rough. Because then we fight fight the train. And then have, what, what what else was there before the waterfall? Nothing really. We basically go up to the mountain. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Watch this. <laughs> this time through, I, I suplex the train. Right. Which I'm I'm told is a proud tradition yeah. among Final Fantasy VI fans. Sabine so. picks up the train, flies it up into the air, and then slams it down upside down back onto the tracks. Mm-hmm. And then it keeps going. And then it goes again. <laughs> yeah. And then it throws a wheel at you. Which, where is it getting all these fucking wheels? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess trains have a lot of wheels. Do they have extra wheels? Do they need all those wheels? Maybe they don't need all those wheels. Maybe they can still operate with just some of the Fewer wheels. wheels. But do you want to be using that as, like, a weapon? Is that where you could run out of them? Well, I mean, if you're a train and you're trying to preserve yourself, you've got to <laughs> use what you have, which is a lot you're of right. wheels. You're right. Anyway, we get through the whole train and waterfall fiasco. And yeah, it, we go back to the veldt yeah. trying to look for this kid that found us. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think Did that... Did that fill your stomach? I don't think that was food. I don't think we have food. So out on the veldt, which is this field... Think of it like a savanna. Yeah. It's like a big, open place full of every enemy you've ever encountered in the game. Right. And one of the people that you encounter is this kid that found you. Yeah, Gao. And he's hungry, and we don't know what to do about that. Well, I do, but... 
Well, I don't. <laughs> and you were staying quiet. What about just a, like a tonic? But we don't know what to do yet, or I don't know what to do yet. <laughs> so we go to this town of Mobley's and start exploring, seeing what's going on here. Only carrier pigeons link our village to the outside, okay? That's weird. Well, I'll tell you what else links it. Me, because I just came from the outside. Letters tell us that the war has broken out. From the pigeons. Pigeon letters. This region's called the Velt. Monsters from all over the world migrate here. Including soldiers. <laughs> like... Yeah. You stop by the house up in the far north. The guy there's a tad psycho. Yes. Is that I, the uh, I think that's the clock guy? Threw his, his own, own kid out, thinking he was a monster. Huh. Wait a minute. Out hunting, I noticed a kid running with a herd of beasts. <laughs> his parents know where he is. Right. I threw some quote dried meat into a herd of hungry animals, and some kid emerged and grabbed it. Well, where did you get this? Quote, dried meat. Yeah, what what is that a euphemism for? Dried meat. No shit. You can just, oh, eat it when hungry. Go buy weapons and things. What do you think the jerky boys are up to these days? That is a fascinating question. <laughs> should, I, should I try to find the answer to that? Yes. What are the jerky boys doing now? Oh boy. <laughs> I've been waiting for this segment because this is about to be the Jerky Boys podcast. For like the next three episodes, I was intermittently reading this gigantic unimaginably long article about the Jerky Boys. As much as I talk shit about the internet being terrible uh -huh. lately, I am glad that we live in an era where if you look up anyone who was a celebrity in the 90s, you chances are that out. very recently there was like a massive profile done on them by a serious <laughs> journalist. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it started in the 70s. <clears throat> what? Well, at least with the with the first two dudes, like, just making and recording prank telephone calls that eventually made their way to Howard Stern, who played their tracks on the air. I knew Howard that. Stern found them? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, they had a movie, too. In 2000, tension developed between the two. <laughs> they were hired to be in movies together, but, like, refused to share scenes. I don't know. It sounds like there was a big, they hated each other, the two jerky boys at a certain point. Can you imagine being a producer on a film and trying to negotiate this? You're like, oh, and we'll get this one cameo from the jerky boys. Right, It'll right. be great. And it becomes a fucking ordeal. Well, it just becomes a thing where they're like, well, they can't be in a scene together. And it's like, do you want a jerky boy? You're going to have two scenes with each of the jerky boys? Where they're separate, but the bit isn't that they're the jerky boys? It sounds like something where you'd be like, well, never mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never mind. One of them released a solo album in the year 2000 called Once a Jerk, Always a Jerk. In 2007, one of the dudes brought it back. A collection of mostly ringtones and skits. Ringtones, huh? Yeah. As of 2016, the About page on the Jerky Boys website does not mention Kamal in discussing the history of the group and its recordings. He's like the <laughs> other dude. How? It's two people, right? Yeah. Some soldier wandered here, busted up pretty bad, too. Doesn't oh, look good. Oh, shit. Only the you're... letters coming from the town of Miranda are keeping him going. Dude, you're not going to be surprised, but you're also going to... You're going to be like, what? And then be like, oh, duh. I believe the Jerky Boys is now a podcast. Uh, okay... Or at least it says here in late 2011. But they're not talking to each other. Brennan started a week. One of the dudes started a weekly podcast called The Jerky Boys Show with Johnny Brennan. 
where he discusses the history of the calls, how the characters came about in other hijinks. Doesn't sound like it's like the Jerky it's Boys now. It's the about the Jerky of Boys. The jerky Boys. It's not about. It's not new calls. Man, they really must have thought they were some hot shit. Seriously, a podcast about their own history. Yeah, making a podcast about your own history. Totally weird, right? Yeah, I mean, I see the parallels. <laughs> We're like, these guys, like, they're doing prank calls, but they're adults? The the parallels are not lost on me. I will point out, however, we're not bothering anybody. That's a, this that, would be. It's not like point. it's not like we made a, made a podcast about egging houses. You're right. As adults. Yeah, we're not knocking over mailboxes <laughs> here. We're yeah. This is its own form of entertainment. I hope. I also, also I say that I love good prank phone calls. I know. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hypocritical no matter how I yeah, slice it. Exactly. In this scenario, injured lad. I'm from Miranda. The Empire invaded and made me join their army. I fled when I heard we were making for Doma. They caught me and did this. What did they do? Now I can't even move. I'll never see Lola again. They made you paralyzed? They, he's hurt. Broke his leg? So in this town, there's like a building with a guy who's asleep. He's an injured soldier. He's an injured soldier, and he needs us to send letters for him. Well, he's like corresponding with his his girlfriend back in his hometown. Right, but he's paralyzed and he's in bed, and he can't ever get out. I don't, yeah, I don't know if he's paralyzed so much as he's like, he's feverish and sweaty and his wounds aren't healing, and he's right. like... Uh, but for, we've talked to him over like a span of weeks in the game. Uh, do do we, we? Is well, it weeks? <laughs> well, we keep like going weeks? to sleep overnight right. and then coming back and finding... This guy has an unending list of letters to send. We go and we, we find the letter on the on the table and he's like, can yeah, you send it true, for me? True. And then we just like go to sleep in the inn and then come back. He's got another letter. We send that. Go to sleep. With another letter. We send that. Go well, to sleep. It's, yeah. Well, it's like he gets a letter. We read it to him. Right. He tells us he, he wishes he could send something to his girlfriend. Right. Right. And when then we send it. <laughs> yeah, it goes on and on and on, really. On the desk is a letter. Will you please read it? Flowers are blooming in the garden, telling me spring is here. How are you doing? I'm so worried. I wish I could fly to your side. Come back to me, Lola. Cool letter, bro. I'd like to write her back, but I can't even pick up a pen. Well, you can dictate it, and I'll, I guess I'll write it. So wait, listen to this. The podcast ran for 17 episodes and then abruptly ended in November 2012. Brennan announced a subscription for new calls being regularly released each month, but then it never happened. And he was later quoted as saying he stopped the podcast because there was no money in it. You don't say. Mm. You don't say. No money? Weird. (laughs) Weird. Yeah, here's the Rolling Stone retrospective, which is Jerky Boy's... The calls that changed comedy. I'll look into this in a little bit because it seems like we've got a game to play. Yeah, but I'm pretty interested. Yeah, we'll continue this. Postage to Miranda is 500 gold pieces. Gonna send a letter for that soldier, right? I'm at your service. I send things all over the world. I have a lot of birds. Dwayne and Katrin are both 16 and in love. They won't shut the fuck up about it. Also in town are a couple of teenagers, these 16-year-olds named Dwayne and Katerin. Mm-hmm. Remember their names. For what? 
They're the ones who. Oh my God! You're you're right. Yeah, didn't, you didn't know. No, that? I didn't realize. Oh my that. God! That's so oh, great. Oh, what I was like. Let's cut this. Who cares about? No, these no. Two we gotta keep Dwayne and Kintaren. Oh man. Yeah. I, I I thought I just assumed you knew that. No, already. I didn't. I totally <laughs> forgot about them, and then I was watching this and was like, "Fuck these guys. Yeah. They're in love. Who cares?" Remember them. <laughs> yeah, they're just standing here staring, staring at each other's each other. eyes. They won't even carve something into a thing. Vegetables are big in this world. Very, very, very big. During their 90s heyday, the Jerky Boys turned prank calling into a funny, filthy art form, selling millions of albums and inspiring today's crop of improvisational, authenticity-seeking comedy stars. Then they went quiet. Now, the group's co-founder and driving force, Johnny Brennan, is ready to hit redial on his career. I already hate the article. The co-founder and he's like, but really the prank calls were my idea. That's that's <laughs> no, he never. Be, yeah, <laughs> his deal is like he's like this other guy had no part of it. Is redial even a button that exists anymore? <laughs> I sent a letter for you, dude. Nice. Another letter has arrived. Could you read it? Boy, this is. A I can't find into your a favorite record. I thought I'd play it and you'd be with me, but. Well, where are you going to get the record? For everything. Is there a music store in town? The picture that this the guy who wrote the article is painting is frustratingly stupid of like this guy standing in an office like he's kind of scared. He's ready to do something he hasn't done in 20 years. Make prank calls. Because <laughs> it used to be his thing. <laughs> I was just thinking of how sad would it be for someone who's now like 50 to be like, well, I guess right. I'm gonna prank phone call people. <laughs> I, I <know. laughs> and the fact that he was like, I didn't keep podcasting because there was no money in it is, first of all, hilariously stupid. And second of all, it seems like he didn't even fucking try. It exactly. It's like money didn't come immediately and, and he, he was, was like, like forget like, ah. And I'm so, not famous. <laughs> and so, the yeah, it's like obvious that by this article, he's like, gotta go back to that old money well. He needs this, clearly, yeah. on some level. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to send another letter, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, keep... 500 gold pieces, you can send a record. Send it. Yeah, send the record. Man, it must have been so big. It must have felt so huge for them. They were literally selling millions of copies of CDs. Wow. I didn't know it was like that. They made a movie about... Like, they made a movie. That's true. I forgot. <laughs> and then they just sort of stopped. I wasn't feeling it is Brennan's enigmatic way nowadays of explaining why he ceased prank calling. You don't need an excuse for why you stopped making prank phone calls no, after your No, no, you do not. Nobody, nobody is going to be like, but why? But why did you stop? <laughs> why did you stop doing They're prank calls? I always wished you had kept painting. You know, why did you ever stop? What the you had a fuck? gift. <laughs> what? But if he wasn't feeling it, plenty of other people were. The influence of the tricky but fuck you. I mean, they made an influence, but let's not overblow it. Yeah. I'll have to try to meet now and see if I can find that kid. Yeah, we head back out into the fields to lure that kid with some, not candy, 
with some, dried yeah, meat. Yeah, we're going to try to catch the feral child. Right, with some jerky boys. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've been hearing in that other town throughout this episode, we've been hearing people being like, some guy in the north of this town like threw his kid out when he was a little kid, thought he was the kid was a monster. I don't know. Yeah, this whole town has <laughs> knows, like, oh, the knows the whole story. <laughs> and it's just has, let this kid go feral. They've done nothing about it. You know, really now that I think about it, it's totally our responsibility to... to <laughs> take care of this kid it is because nobody else is stepping up to the plate yeah and i mean they they wrote him so well too how can you avoid him <laughs> like he's like encino man <laughs> he jumps around he's happy thou art so odd i already kind of don't like cyan he's i'm sam and he's sabine mm-hmm. you you sabine you cyan me want more food want more food no more food for you. No more for you. <laughs> you go. Get more for me. No ocean. You're a regular munchkin. You're a regular munchkin. He is like a regular munchkin. Me like dancing. You good leader. This goes on like this for forever. I can't even explain to you how much of this we're cutting out. Thou. Thou, thou. Thou, thou. thou. The back and forth where Gao's like, Gao, 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 me, me, you, you, Gao. And then they're like, what is happening? Gao, shut up. And then Sabine like picks a fight with him or something. It just goes on, dude. It goes on. It's and on and on. There's a lot of this. You angry me? Gao gives Cyan and Sabine a nice gift and thanks for food. Crabs in his hand. Yeah. Gao's treasure, shiny, 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 shiny. Can anything be How the fuck that long shiny? does this need to be? <laughs> does Mr. Thou like shiny thing? Maybe he tries to steal my treasure. God. Locke? Well, he's a treasure hunter. We go Crescent Mountain. Shiny thing there. Oh, he's saying... Okay, I see. So on the map, if, if Sabine is the town... Uh-huh. And that's where the river was. They want us to go that the next place is down at the bottom. Okay, so south. I still can't believe you figured this out then. We're looking at a battle screen, and the characters are positioned on the screen in a way where Gao is like, if you're this town, and you're the river, then we gotta go towards me. It's not that hard to wrap your head around when you present it like that, but the way it's presented in the game is like, this whole scene is happening, and then important information, and I don't understand it at all. It's like you've been sort of numbed by this nonsense that's going on, and (laughs) then suddenly, it's like, you snap to attention in the middle of someone giving you instructions right you, like missed the beginning and it's also a caveman giving it to you <laughs> yeah so, it, so it's all written in gobbledygook <laughs> exactly <laughs> the shiny thing that he's talking about you don't think it's some kind of crystal i don't know i don't remember mr thou hurry up we're leaving hey i told you once i'm not mr thou mr thou that's my name that my name again is mr thou <laughs> <laughs> what Okay. Uh, love this. Hang on. <laughs> so we go to a black space, and an imp walks out. Yeah, which looks like a weird little. It looks frog like a green a, duck. Yeah, a green duck with a with a crown. crown. Yeah. Here's how to build up Gao's skills. Choose leap, a command that only appears when you are on the veldt. Okay. So you like release him into the wild. Yeah, you release him into the wild. Then you go and back and find another monster, and, and then, then he, he shows, shows up back up and is like, "I figured it out." Yeah, 
He goes and learns the ways of the beasts. Who is this platypus? I don't know what this thing Named is. Named Kappa with a cr crown. It's a crown. It's a green duck wearing a Wait, crown and a cape. Or a backpack or something. So Gao can become really good or he can stay really shitty depending how much time you want to spend walking around releasing him into the wild. Well, if you release him into the wild a bunch, is that also just like a fun way to grind? Yes. So as Sabine is walking around the overworld map to the beat of the music, it looks like he's kind of doing like a dancing walk, you know? Right, well, because he walks in perfect rhythm. Right. Like, you know, he's, 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 there's no variation. He's got some he's shoulder dancing going, yeah. You can't see me, but I'm like pumping my arms. Yeah, that's what he's doing right now. Yeah, when he's walking like this, you're right, it's like he's in a musical. Yeah, he's like, here we come to save the day. We are the soldiers of this castle town. <laughs> I still, there was a really, really terrible musical that I saw some of my friends do when I was at Sarah Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And the song that I will sing to the day I die that I still think is like the most extraordinarily bad musical theater song I've ever heard. And my friend and I, he was in the show, he was like, that was the worst thing of all time. Mm -hmm. It was like these prisoners, and the chorus was, Dig, 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 dig a hole to be free. <laughs> dig a hole, dig a hole. <laughs> I don't remember anything else. Wow, that sucks. But I don't feel like I need to. <laughs> oh, wow. I gotta know what that is. It was called Promenade, I think. That sounds like the name of a bad music. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dig, 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 dig a hole to be free. Anytime you've got lyrics about digging a hole, that's just... You can do better. <laughs> you can, you do, can better. do better. You can do better than that. But it's the life of the prisoner. Or even just the lyrics that are like literally what they are doing right then. You know, it's like not about the yeah, dig, dig, dig. Yeah, here I am. Press a button to it's a classic. select your attack. So that's episode six. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, we're well on our way again. We've picked up Gao. We're about to get the shiny thing he hid. Yeah, um, he hid a shiny thing in a cave. Mm-hmm. We're on our way to the to shiny thing. Man, this part is long. Yeah. Like compared, because when you split into the three parts. Yeah, one of them is like ten the, times the longer part, than the other. Which is like a nice little bite-sized right. chunk. You still do a thing. Yeah. And then there's this one, which is like huge. Unbelievably and full long. of these cutscenes that don't shut up. And the train. And, and then the, there's the train. I think the like, train is one of my favorite parts great. of the game. I think it's great. But there's still just so but much in this sec segment. And then the last of the three that we do is, is just not like, even a thing. It's like the shortest of all. It's like, yeah, you, you just, arrive at a place. You arrive and everybody's like, good thing those other people showed up here too. Can you imagine if we had done that one first and it's like you get there yeah. and then it's like, do the other ones. Yeah. It would be like you walk from a boat to Narsh. <laughs> I and guess that's it. I guess those people, I guess it's Tara and Bannon or whatever, mm -hmm. are just waiting for days. Yeah. For Sabine and I, Cyan to get their shit together. Yeah. Well, anyway, before we go, let's do the billboard segment. Yeah, let's. This week, it is in the Ghost Train Station. Yeah, let's head out. Let's head there. Ooh, it's kind of uh, chilly and eerie out here in these woods. It is. It's got, like, a chill to it. I 
I'm looking at the temperature on my phone, and it says that it should be warmer than it feels. Uh, yeah, I know, but I mean, I can't. I just like the hair on my arms standing up. I you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time here. Uh, oh. Uh, there it is. Just, it's pretty odd. There's just a train platform. There's a train station in the middle of the, these woods, and so I guess these tracks lead to the afterlife? Well, that's, I mean, I, I guess. Like, I mean, you and I can just come here and wind up, like, that's how the afterlife works. It's like, you and I can just go to this station if we wanted to, maybe walk along the tracks, Well, you know, see what's down there. Look, and I guess everybody who dies will probably see this billboard. So that there's a there's a, a positive about the location. Yeah, everybody you know. in the world will eventually see this there's billboard. A, I guess, I don't know if you'd call it foot traffic. After it's a little but, late for them to appreciate it, but yeah, it's Ghost you know, traffic, not uh, foot traffic. Anyway, walk up here onto this platform. Yeah, here's here's the board. It's a uh, it's, it's a bench board. Yeah, it's, it's a, a nice bench board uh, for the, the those waiting to pass to the other side. I guess. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it would all be quite lovely if this whole place weren't so eerie. That's all. Or I feel like we shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I'm getting that sense in my bones. Yeah. So no, let's just I, read this thing. I have thing. like a feeling in my stomach that I want to leave. Yeah. Okay. Possible. Yeah. Maybe that's how they keep live people away. Is mm-hmm. like every minute we spend here, it gets worse. So okay, the message reads, "Fuck you, Trevor." Signed, Jesse. I mean, I I guess uh, if uh, I you g- wanted to send somebody off. You would. You're right. You this is get a, one last fuck you. One out. last fuck one you. One last fuck you. Well, I wonder if it's somebody who killed Trevor. I. I mean, I don't know. You know um, what I mean? Like, I, if it, like how how awesome of a move would that be? Yeah, I mean, you kill you know, Trevor you know, and nah. then you go fuck you, Trevor, it, on the, his way to the it afterlife. Would, it would be pretty baller, but you know, what would not be baller is being here when Trevor shows up or the spirit of Trevor shows up. You're. That's a good point. I mean, I'm. Ju- I'm just getting. Well, that's a good good point. Yeah. So let's get out of here. <laughs> fuck you, Trevor. I yeah, guess I you, agree Trevor. with Jesse. Let's go. So yeah, fifty dollars a message. It just email nocatpodcast at gmail.com. That's n o c. K A T and we'll we'll help you find the appropriate place in our many uh, all of the ads that that we can place for you. you Exactly, we'll we'll help you out. Just email with the subject line (laughs) billboards. So with that, head on over to our Patreon and uh, check out the video version Mm -hmm. as well as get the episodes early. That's Patreon.com/slash NoCat. That's N O C K A T. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at NoCatPodcast, and you can email us at NoCatPodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up. And with that, here's a little taste of next week on No One Can Know About This. Did the letter come back? Where's the letter? On this turn-back-the-clock day in late December, when Brennan is set to resume his pranking ways, things are very different. It's this man who's poised before an iPhone. It's this man who wants back in the game. Back in what game? I don't know! The prank phone call game? The the thriving, lucrative business of prank phone calls. In contrast to that article that I read last season about, like, the, uh, the Twins commercials guys, mm-hmm. that, like, the article was, like, tearing them apart and making fun of them, and I loved whoever wrote the article. This is, like... What do you think, like, what kind of universe are you portraying of the prank call world that was in the 90s? And, like, how everybody's doing that now? 
and was so influenced by the fucking jerky boys what are you talking about yeah you know because prank phone calling has gone from punk rock and underground only to mainstream and commonplace (laughs) right everyone does it with their families like that that show that's still on the air crank anchors yeah exactly and yeah it's like once back in the game and like i think they were like they were the game they were the whole game it was like a lot of different there were some other there were like opie and anthony would do some pranks yeah you know there were some other prankies the phone rings brennan takes another quick gulp of water a restaurant hostess is picked up hi how are you whines brennan affecting a neat reeby nebishy voice this is saul rosenberg <laughs> oh my god in less than two minutes brennan rosenberg has the hostess grasping for reasons why the restaurant had misplaced a photo of him that doesn't exist. With all this remodeling this summer, she says, it could, it maybe got put into storage and not back up. He sure doesn't seem rusty. They're, they're portraying this, like, hilarity. I want to listen to this prank phone call. I think I can make that happen. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I was there during that remodeling Kvetch's saw. I fell through the floorboards. After the confused hostess eventually hangs up, Brennan looks relieved. I think we got something there, he says, reverting to his natural queen's drawl. <laughs> I think we Let's got make another there. call. <laughs> Let's make it. He's just... This reminds me of, like, when I was... I was probably in, like, sixth grade or something, and I went to visit my friend who had moved to Houston, and we spent the day in his room, and we had, like, a... I don't know, it was like a tape player or a yak back recording or something of yeah. Mike Myers going like, My name is Simon and I like to do drawings. And we just went down the list in the, we <laughs> in the phone book and we just called starting with the first number. Like it must have been like half the phone book. <laughs> we spent like days and we would just like pick up, when they picked up the phone, we would just like hit play on this recording and just play it again and again and again. Did you get any good responses? No, I don't, not that I remember. We would just laugh our asses off while they were like, hello? Oh, that's so loud. <laughs> Why is this happening? <laughs> All right, you ready to hear Saul Rosenberg? It was so stupid. Mostly. Hi, how are you? The funny thing to me is how clearly, like, this Rolling Stone writer came in with the article already written. And with the clear idea of, like, I'm gonna see if I can help him get his career. Like, like, this is the, it's a Like, what's funny about this? You know, everybody remembered me as, as they called me Slan I Saw. This is so sad. Thank you, honey. It's really sad. It's really sad. This guy. Okay, thanks. Bye. So he hung that up and looked at the reporter and was like, I think we got it. Ugh. Oh, Cyan, the shiny thing Gauss spoke of, is in here. Oh, yeah. 